0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. But with that in mind, my car insurance was actually about £50 cheaper when I renewed it, which I was quite, yeah, quietly pleased about. Yeah, especially the way you drive. Hello, and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and Josh at www.topfs.co.uk.
1: Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Hello Josh. Hi. You sound like every time when you do the hello, you're thinking yeah. you've got to it's think like of I'm my not name. Sure. Yeah. It's always me. <laughs> it's always you.
0: <laughs> it's always it's been me for 70 odd episodes i'm still here this is here. episode i oh know yeah this is episode 70 that oh, occurs to me there you yeah go. there you go 70 episodes that's pretty good isn't it not many yeah. podcasts get to 70 episodes don't me people give up as much yeah. as i've tried to, to give up you keep <laughs> pulling me back in we're yeah. like the corleone family yeah just cannot escape um so 70 is quite impressive how long's the queen been on the throne for i think 70 years so we're like the Queen. This is our platinum episode. We should have made more of a fuss, shouldn't yeah. we? This is our jubilee. We yeah. need to um, edit in some um, royal music. To kind of do-do-do-do-do-do-do. if our podcast editor a fancy thing or not. we we'll see I if just, he's listening. Just, yeah, see if he actually listens to, to the nonsense we speak. I'm just trying to find out um, how many years the Queen's been. 70, it's
1: her it platinum
0: 70? jubilee, 1952. Come on, this is our yeah. uh, our monarch here. This is our monarch. Wow, so think of the things. If we'd been doing this podcast 70 years ago... Technology would have changed, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, what's a podcast? We would have to send it out as by pigeon carrier. Yeah. Or, and, or by telegram. telegram. Yeah. And uh, it would be just nonsense written on a piece of paper that you'd need to get thousands of people to read. Um, Mark, how come when we do
1: this podcast in the evening so just for our dear listeners we're currently recording in late afternoon how come whenever we do it in the evening your internet's dodgy and it
0: doesn't it always crashes but this seems to be fine in the middle of the day well let's not jinx it but i think that's because often my wife will be watching something downstairs or generally i think the internet bandwidth is tougher in the evening i'm just i may be making that up off the cuff but that's in the a, area that's a, a call of people... for your, uh, you need to check with your, your provider yeah anyway i digress Okay, I'm going to come on to my provider in a minute because oh, yeah. I wanted to talk today about the cost of living crunch, the cost of living crisis. Yeah, because uh, we're recording this in February, beginning of February, and in what the past year? 2022. Okay, and in the past week, it's been like Christmas for personal finance journalists. Uh, where we well, what an... did you get? <laughs> what did I get? I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> so we, there was an Armageddon of announcements. Last week, as Bank of England hiked interest rates for the second time in two months to, you're such a journalist, 0.5 percent, <laughs> small increase. Uh, yeah, uh, off gem the energy rate, energy regulator. Yeah, um, what adjective you can use for them? I'm Colin? thinking of another word for hiked. Um, I don't know, increased. I'm going to go for increased. It sounds more measured. Increased. Obliterated uh, the energy cap. Obliterated the energy price cap, which is meant to protect those on out-of-contract deals. Um, And it now is a a whopping £1,971. Oh, sorry, it will be from April. So that's the maximum. Well, we're going to talk about that because it's it's the typical amount an average household could pay is now is going to go up to £1,971 from its current Rate of one thousand two hundred and seventy-seven pounds. So that's okay. almost seven hundred pounds more on your energy bills. Hmm. So interest rates are going up. So your mortgage could be more expensive, uh, or your loans and overdrafts. Energy bills going up. There's also going to be a uh, national insurance price hike. That's the only other time I'm going to use "hike" on this <laughs> podcast. I promise. That's um, our uh, yeah tax is going up. That tax is going up by one point five percentage points to fund social care. Yeah, um, and then lots of providers. And Inflation, inflation is uh, already past five percent. Yeah, they reckon seven percent. Seven percent. Getting it's getting pricey out there. Yeah, yeah. What 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 do we do? It's it's feels like it feels a bit worrying to me. Are you worried? Am I worried? A little bit. I think it's. i not worry, I need. To, I feel like I need to be more prepared. Okay. I'm going to tell you one way I got more prepared. Yeah. But should we talk about being worried first? You, whatever you like, Mark. Okay, you tell Uncle Josh. Well, I think the situation we're in now is traditionally, as a personal finance journalist, particularly with energy bills, you'd say, "Well, shop around; you'll make a saving." But currently, because of the level of the cap and wholesale gas prices, it's near impossible and probably impossible to find a fixed price energy deal that is cheaper than the it's price mad, cap, isn't it? Well, you and I, I think, both um, were
1: victim. Because I'll use some journalist language. we were okay. victims to a supplier that went bust Very weren't good. we we yeah. both so mine ended up with octopus. Who did yours end up with British gas and um when I then went on the comparison website to find a a, a nice fixed deal, there weren't mm. any all, all no. the fixed deals were more expensive than the energy cap which we've been moved on to mm. and uh, that's the first time I think in history that you can't get a fixed deal cheaper than the variable tariffs yeah so it is i I can imagine that i think our our listeners are we've got different demographics but if you are um let's say considered poor i don't know what the if that's politically correct term is it
0: um low income on a low income
1: yeah i think that's actually probably a better term because you can have a high income and be poor so if you are on a low income it's going to take up a big chunk of your, uh, out, a big a big chunk of your income. The, the new energy costs, and some people are going to have to decide between putting the heating on, or putting food on the table. Heating and eating. See, so you eating. are a tabloid journalist at heart. Um, I mean, I think for from a an ultra practice point of view, thank God, most of our clients are, I would say, the higher income. End of the spectrum. But that doesn't mean they're all sensible with money. You can have someone earning 20 grand a year, spending 15 grand a year and feeling very wealthy. You can have someone earning 100 grand a year, spending 110 grand a year and feeling poor. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily correlate. But if you're sensible, if you're earning and are sensible, then hopefully you're going to be able to cope. But it's not, not for everyone. How do you define Sensible not you (laughs) um ideally you have a budget i know we've spoken about sort of budgets in the past you know what's coming in you know what's going out and hopefully you have a bit of leeway
0: for when things do increase but but you must for this situation it's been hard to predict that there would be this energy crisis um crisis crisis the pandemic and that things would shoot up so much so if i look at what like we've booked holidays this year, where we thought, well, we'll make up for the pandemic and splash the cash a bit extra and spend a bit more than we usually would. But now looking back, if we'd known we were going to end up paying close to £2,000 for our energy, we may not have done that. My point, I think, is you can be sensible, but up to a point where there's always going to be stuff you can't predict. How do you factor
1: that in? Well, ideally, you don't spend everything that comes in. So for some people, that's not possible. You're earning a certain level of income. You've got to buy food. You've got to have heating. You've got to have clothes. You've got to pay certain bills. But when you get to a level where your basic needs are sustained or met, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you remember that, um, you sort of go on to the next step. And you should be, hopefully, in a position where you're putting aside some money each month into savings. You're putting money into investments. You're building up an emergency fund and hopefully you get to a position where these increases are an inconvenience rather than a game changer
0: okay you got to you got to get to that stage uh so one thing the government's trying to do is these um energy loans where it's giving from october it's going to give all energy bill payers all domestic energy customers um 200 pounds off their energy bills 200 pound discount but then you've got to start paying it off from 2023 at 40 pounds per year which some people are angry about what 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 do you think about that i haven't looked too much into it so why don't you tell us a bit more about it well so the government's argument is that this money will help um combat or help pay for some of the increase in the price cap so So they're going to so in my next um bill is it going to say
1: 200 pounds has been added to your account from the government is that what it's
0: going Why to be they haven't, i think it's only going to be from october so we need to consult on how it will work but essentially i think they're giving 200 pounds to energy suppliers when well no, they're more than 200 they're giving money to energy suppliers which will help them then give each customer 200 pounds off their bill so it right, could come as credit I, yeah i don't we don't know how it will be and then they're marketing it as support but essentially it's a, it's a loan because from 2023 customers are going to have to pay it back but the government's argument is that energy prices will be lower so you won't feel the brunt of it we're well, on the face of it it sounds quite good do you not yeah. think so yeah it's just uh, do you want to be uh stumped with paying an extra 40 pounds on your energy bill from 2023 well it's
1: it's saving the 40 pounds a month now so it's you know i'd rather pay 40 pounds next year than 40 pounds this year if you think with inflation you're better off paying the debt back further into the future assuming there's no interest there's no
0: interest yeah so i think it's uh from what you've told me it sounds good okay good yeah and i think that's the advice of some other people is to if you don't want it to just factor in like save the money elsewhere so you feel like so it cancels it out essentially yeah that's what some people are suggesting yeah okay um so energy bills aren't the only things rising. There's also this extra tax charge, 1.5 percentage points on your national insurance. Is this what they're calling the social security levy? Social care. Social care, thank yeah, you. Yes, to fund people, in, well, to help with care homes. You know, my dad was in a care home, so I can see the benefit of funding it. But yeah. I just don't know if the timing is right now, because it was, it was kind of... When was it first announced? Well, I want to say start of last year. Got to say it. Start of last. Start of no, last you're year? wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> no, I don't know. That's why I asked the question. Whenever it was, there, the energy stuff wasn't going on. So, um, inflation wasn't spiraling out of control as it so seems is, to be now. Is it one, what would you say, one and a quarter percent? Percentage points.
1: 1.25 percentage points. Yeah. On all your earnings? On national insurance. Yeah, on one, but is that, is that charged? Remind me, is that charged on your full? Income or is is there a sort of upper and lower limit? So your earnings between 10 grand and 50 grand or is it on your whole 100 grand, 500 grand? Like how does it actually work?
0: I think it's on however your national insurance is charged as an extra 1.5 percentage points to be added to it.
1: So yeah, I mean, timing-wise isn't great. The, The problem is we all knew when the pandemic was in full swing and the government providing support. We all knew it would have to be paid for at some point. Is this
0: to do with that? It's part of it, isn't it? Well, I think it's highlighted the issue of the underfunding of the NHS and social care, yeah. So I'm all for the
1: principle that if it's going to help people like your dad and... uh, It won't help him now, (laughs) he's he's, he's dead. (laughs) It's not going to help him now. But thousands or millions of others who are in a similar situation, (laughs) Hmm. then it's great that, that we can do it. But obviously we would rather not pay it if I didn't have to. Yeah. But but we don't have a choice, do we? You do not have a choice. But the question is, should we delay it?
0: Yeah. And do you have to factor it in? For, I think there were calculations that it's cost, it could cost people an extra 10 grand a year or something. 10 grand a year? 1%?
1: Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What, hold on a minute. What? £10,000 divided by 1%. Yeah, if you're earning a million pounds, no, it's one point two five percentage points. It's not percent. Ten thousand divided by one point two five percent. Yes. So if you're earning eight hundred grand, it's going to cost you ten grand.
0: Okay. So I'm not quite sure where those numbers have come from. Is that another one of your Oh well, No. So if your income, these are some calculations that we did on the, the Sunday. did. If you're so currently, if your income is twenty five thousand yeah. pounds, you pay one thousand eight hundred and fifty two pounds a year. Yeah. So it's a te- it's sorry it's a 10% rise not a 10 so if you then um add the 1.25 percentage points that you on your on your national insurance it's 2045 pounds. So that's an extra 193 pounds a year. If you earn 10 grand, 25 grand, 25 grand.
1: Yeah. It's not it's not ideal, is it?
0: So and if you're 75,000 pounds, you yeah. know, which is a lot, but you know those people are going to still have high costs. You pay £5,379 of national insurance now. After this 1.25 percentage point increase, um, you'll pay 6197 as well. So you're paying a lot of extra money there. Yeah, I mean, my I, it would be fantastic
1: if we didn't have to pay any tax and the country ran itself from donations <laughs> or whatever it may be. The problem is there is always <clears throat> there is always tax to pay, and the
0: chances are it's going to go up and up. Um, but how much leeway? Answers. So I yeah, I don't think anyone's saying you should pay tax, but if taxes are rising, how much leeway do you have to have in your being sensible formula to to factor that in?
1: I think you need quite a bit, don't you? Yeah, you need your um um. Inflation, you've got your energy prices, which you can sort of factor into inflation as well, and you've got your social care levy. It's a big increase for people.
0: Should you make cuts and should you reduce how much you're investing? You have Well, firstly, you've got to look at what your spare, let's say your spare cash
1: is. So the difference between what's coming in and what's going out. If the extra, um, let's say, £1,000 a year, £2,000 a year, does not impact that and you've still got enough surplus, then no, obviously you don't need to. If the extra £2,000 a year is going to mean you're in a minus number for spending, then you do have to look at where you can make savings. And it might be that, unfortunately, your investments is a change that you're going to have to make. It could be that um, you might have to have not as an expensive holiday, like the Shoffmans, have a cheaper holiday. Or it might be that you've got to, instead of going to the David Lloyd Club, you've got to go to Pure Gym. So I think you need to, if you are in the category where it's causing a problem, you need to look at your expenditure line by line and work out, is it a necessity? Is it a luxury? Or could you could you change it and,
0: and tweak it? And so shopping around is obviously one thing you can't, can't do with energy bills, but um, broadband and um, phone bills are also set to rise because a lot of them, a lot of these providers link their prices with inflation. And yep. they're using kind of March and April as a time time to do that. So um, I've had this with Virgin Media, who were set to hike. Oh, now I've used the word again. Who <laughs> were set to really Well, they going on a walk, are they, in the yeah, fields? Who were set to increase their uh, prices. And they've got a weird thing where it's happening automatically for most customers. But if you phone up, they're actually quite good at giving you discounts. And I, so I was going to face, I typically was, have previous, previously been paying 39, 30, yeah, about 39 pounds a month. Yeah. And that was going to make. That's for what? Your broadband and Broadband and TV. TV. Yeah. TV, yeah. And uh, that was going to go up to about 50 pounds. Yeah. And so I phoned up and I said, "This seems extortionate. The service isn't changing. I'm not getting any more. I'm paying for the same thing. And they said, OK, Mr. Shoffman, and I did have to spend a lot of time holding and listening to uh, mood music, which didn't put me in a good mood. And then eventually they came back, and now I'm paying £2 less per month than I was previously. That worked out well. So you shouldn't just have to take some all of these bill rises on the chin. And it is worth phoning up and shopping around for things where it's possible, like broadband. And- the
1: only problem is your internet doesn't work in the evenings now. Huh?
0: Yeah, that's the <laughs> downside. That's why it's so cheap.
1: But you're right, I think don't just accept what someone tells you. It's worth a phone call
0: to see if you can save a few quid. And then there's also uh, car insurance as well. That's meant to be going up because there's new FCA rules. Went down last year, didn't it? They, I, got, yeah. um,
1: I think they get, or during sort of 2020 and 2021, I think they gave rebates if you weren't driving because yeah. of the lockdown thing, which was nice.
0: But now as um, more people are returning to the roads, there's chances of more accidents. Also the supply chain crisis has meant it's harder to get replacement parts for cars, so there are warnings that um insurance premiums could go up. And also the SCA has new rules where um older customers can't be charged more than new ones. Yeah, I like that rule. That's a new yeah, it's good, but it just means everybody could end up paying more. Yeah, probably well, I think it probably
1: will do for a bit. Yeah. I'd be interesting to see how it all pans out. Will it yeah. be that they offer
0: great deals to everyone? Or will it be they offer crap deals to everyone? Mm. But with that in mind, my car insurance was actually about £50 pounds cheaper when I renewed it a couple of months ago. Very good. There you go. Yeah. Which I was quite, yeah, quietly pleased about. Yeah. Especially the way you drive. Yeah. You should see the way I drive. Um, so, yeah, car insurance, broadband, you can um, try and cut costs of. So, life is, life is
1: getting more expensive. Yeah. and um really it's not going away we're going to be the prices aren't going to then drop massively the following year you're going to have to get used to it and adjust your habits to
0: cope but what else what else can you do so you're so you may in some situations you're saying people may have to invest less what about things like no insurance
1: what type of insurance are you referring to? Because you just mentioned car insurance.
0: Well, life insurance and critical illness and income protection. If you're, you've are you been paying for those to protect yourself, I know, some, would some people see those as not unnecessary expenses, but luxuries? Well, if they
1: are still alive, they might say it's been an unnecessary expense <laughs> because they haven't died and claimed in it. If they died, yeah. it's a, a necessity. I think, you you have, again, you've got to go through your finances one by one. And if your life insurance policy is – I would say it depends. The reason you put it, put it in place is probably because it's a necessity for if you're not here, that your family's taken care of. Or if you're unable to work, you've got an income. Or if you're ill, you've got some money. So it's probably a necessity, but you need to look at it in the bigger picture to say, well – the £10 a month, £100 a month, whatever it is on my life insurance, am I better off cancelling that or putting in place a lower cost policy or am I better off not having Sky Sports or uh, Starbucks once a week or whatever it may be? Is there is there an alternative to cancelling it?
0: Have you had any clients say they're worried? About? Life. Cut the- inflation about paying for their insurance or trying to invest less um no i haven't actually
1: um i think as i mentioned before our clients maybe are a bit further up the income scale and hopefully have got a bit of leeway in their budget so i haven't had it yet but it doesn't mean it's not gonna it's not gonna happen i know last time when you asked me about question the following week uh
0: someone cool with it so let's see let's see what happens and what do you think how do you think older people are looking? i mean some people say we're older our children would say we're older but people in their i don't know late 50s 60s and 70s who lived through inflation in double figures and interest rates in double figures and we're talking here now and interest rates are still only at 0.5 percent and inflation is at Five percent; it could go to seven, but it's Tell not you where get... it's
1: interesting. It's for uh, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Um. I don't usually apologise. For older people, let's say retirees who have taken who, who have taken annuities in the past and not fixed those to inflation, they're going to struggle. Yeah. So they may have fixed their income ten years ago at I don't know ten grand a year. Yeah. Which isn't going to get them as far now as it did ten years ago. Um. It's something that I mean. You, you get my uh, ultra practice monthly newsletter, and, and we talk I read about it every in, month. Yeah, we talk about inflation regularly. That is the biggest danger to people's long term finances, and you need to be the best way to combat that from your investments is to have a a, a well diversified global equity portfolio. But if you've made decisions at retirement that lock your income in without any increases, you're going to struggle. So yeah. So what what can they do in that situation? Well, they can't really. They've they've made that decision at retirement, and you can't undo your annuity. I know they're talking about been talking about for a few years to be able to let you do that. Yeah. But but you can't re undo it. They're just going to have to cope with the changes. At least the state pension
0: goes up. At least they get that increase. The double lock now double luck, indeed but what so and but these people as i was trying to say all lived through before you were higher, rudely interrupted yeah, all lived through much higher interest rates than this and much higher inflation yeah we so haven't gotten, gotten as bad la- as,
1: as, as yeah. they did do we we've so, got interest rates on the floor
0: yeah and are they looking at this and saying oh what are you worried about all you journalists writing about this cost of living crunch and people panicking about energy bills i reckon well those people are probably let's say my
1: in your parents' generation, hmm. you know, so they are at, at all close to retirement. So they probably are saying, we had it worse, but at the same time, they are probably panicking because we have got our whole working life to to make up the money. Yeah. You know, we've got 30 years to hopefully increase our earnings and, and secure our family's finances Well, they don't have that luxury. Yeah. So I reckon on the outside, they're saying, hey, you don't know how lucky you are. Oh, you don't know you're born, Mark. But on the inside, I reckon it's a bit different. Yeah. And may know
0: I need to choose which care home to put them in. Whoa. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: and to pay for. Does your mum listen to this? I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah. Mum, <laughs> you... I haven't decided yet. Good. Well. <laughs> well. Have you got anything else you want to say on cost of living? No.
1: Just uh, if, you, if you are worried, give either Mark or I a, a call or a message. We're happy to chat
0: great maybe talk to josh he knows what he's doing i'll just give you a a (laughs) pat. please remember anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice but if you do need support feel free to contact us on twitter you can reach me at mark shoffman and josh at josh
1: we hope you've enjoyed the show please leave us a review on your podcasting app that helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear him for a penny.